Hey, Storm fans, we are here with Sandy Myers here at the United Wireless Arena. I want to first off thank you for letting us be here and uh, record this podcast uh, today. You bet. Um, so here with United Wireless Arena, obviously that's where the Storm are playing at uh, this coming season for our home games. Uh, what other kind of things do you guys have going on? We have stuff year round of all kinds. Um, just to start out for this coming year, well, actually, if you look behind us, you can kind of see that we've got our ice rink still in. The last day for ice skating is December 29th. Then the ice comes out because we start out the new year with a bang. The first weekend in January, January 6th and 7th, we've got two days of wrestling tournament. Pretty soon after that, we turn it around for a different sport for basketball. January 18th through the 20th is the Tournament of Champions. January 22nd through the 27th is the local spa, S-P-I-A-A. Some people say spa, some people say spia. It's, it's spa. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, we have the spa basketball tournament. <coughs> right after that, we have two concerts. February 9th is the greatest love of all, which is a tribute to Whitney Houston. The day after that, February 10th, is Justin Moore. He's coming back. Sweet. March, we go into basketball again. We have state basketball here, which is great. We've had them a few years, and we really love it. This year, we're going to have the two-way basketball. And those are open to anybody to come in. You don't have to have a team in state basketball. And we have a lot of locals that like to come in for that. And then we carry on with some more basketball with the Harlem Globetrotters, March 21st. And then we start getting more into our concert season with April 13th is the Roots and Boots with Sammy Kershaw, Aaron Tippin, and Colin Ray. And then you know what happens after that. Football season starts. We get to bring back our Southwest Storm. Um, we've got how many home games? Is it I think five? Five plus the five pre-season. plus the exhibition yep. game, which is um, to kick off the football season mm-hmm. on April twentieth. After that, um, we've got football all through May and June. End of June, we've got Sesame Street Live, which is great yeah. for the little kids. We always try to bring in some more family mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, and then. The end of July is always Dodge City Days. We haven't announced it yet, but keep out, keep an eye out for that. And then to end out our year right now, we've got the Let the Good Times Rock. And that's got Warrant, uh, Jack Russell's Great White, okay. and... Mm. You're asking the wrong person. I, I don't know. have a clue. <laughs> it's it's going to be a great show, though. Sounds like we have a lot of, at least through... August, September right now, we have a lot of time that this arena is going to be being used. You bet. We we really are a year-round event arena between ice, basketball, football, wrestling. We've got almost every sport. So uh, if people want to get tickets for any of these things, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can go onto our website at unitedwirelessarena.com and look at all the events coming up. You should be able to find links to all the tickets. All of our tickets are sold through Ticketmaster. We are an exclusive Ticketmaster venue. You can go straight to Ticketmaster or you can go through our website. The other option, you can stop by our ticket office. And the ladies down there are more than happy to help you out. If they want to call you to get more information without having to go through, what's the uh, number? So um, you can call for information at 620-371-7390. Awesome. So I like to ask this question to everybody that I have on the podcast. What do you think? What Storm are going to be in a completely different league, which means a little bit of different things for the arenas that we have to do. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are you most excited about for this upcoming season? I'm honestly excited to see where we're going to go on this league and see because we are going to play mm-hmm. some different teams. Mm-hmm. I say we as if I'm on the field. Yeah. Not. Well, you help you you help out with us here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited to see how everybody plays. Um, you've got some really great talent signed mm-hmm. up. I'm I'm super excited about Jalen Pickle just yeah. because he's from my hometown. Oh. Summerone, <laughs> Kansas. Yep. All right. Well, I want to thank you again you for bet. letting us be here. Um, you know, as we said, fans, if you have any interest or any questions at all, can you say that number again? Six two zero three seven one. 7390, or you can go to our website at unitedwirelessarena.com. And tickets, season tickets for the store on sale? I believe so. so. Yeah, you can give get those a, at our ticket office. Yeah, give us a call, and, or not us, give the arena a call, <laughs> and they'll get you set up. And we will be right back after this break. If you would like to be a part of Southwest Kansas Storm history and be a sponsor in their inaugural AFL season, please contact info at swkstormfootball.com or gm at swkstormfootball.com. Again, that is info at swkstormfootball.com or gm at swkstormfootball.com. Storm fans, welcome back. I have uh, GM Pat Williams here with me. Pat, how was your Christmas? It was great. How about you? Uh, you know, great. Can't complain. I mean, I could, but nobody would want to hear it. So, I, It's about where I'm at. You know, we've got uh, one more big trip with my family. i got to go to Oklahoma to see my daughter and grandkids tomorrow, and then we'll have Christmas wrapped up, I think. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say it, but I'm getting Christmas wrapped up. And Christmas is a fun time, but. It's pretty exhausting. I, I agree. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my wife. She handles the biggest part of it, the yeah. Christmas shopping. So I'm, I'm good with that. But it is a kind of a, it's a great time. It's great family time. And, but at, at the end of the day, it's kind of exhausting yeah. too. Um, speaking of which, with even though it is all a bunch of good family time, what uh, kind of traditions have you and your wife developed with your kids? You know, we, uh, we try to have all the kids in, you know, um, uh, with life you know everybody's yeah. busy so you yeah. get home at one time you know so we uh you know our tradition is we do a uh what i call a snack night we just do uh like beanie weenies and that kind of stuff yeah. and you know and then we do uh uh our presents and then we sit around and play a bunch of games um you know my wife had some silly games this year um you know and then with my daughter that lives in oklahoma what we try to do every year is we try to go to Yukon um, and take her and her kids and go through the park there. They've got probably one of the best light shows that I've seen. You can okay. yeah. you go through the park. You can you can walk through it. They've got a train you can ride through. Um, so we just try to make a tradition of doing that. And that's kind of what we're doing. You know, tomorrow um, meeting them in Oklahoma City, do some lunch, open mm-hmm. presents, and then go to the uh, the light show. Yeah, makes sense. How about you? Oh, here as of recent what we've been doing is we've been going on a trip um, somewhere we've gone to new orleans san antonio oklahoma city uh this year we didn't everything kept going through kind of a good thing that it did because uh my nephew ended up uh being selected to play in the blue gray all-american bowl oh, well. last week cool and so had we had a family vacation plan that uh, wouldn't have had the means to make that happen where he could have actually been able to play in it so but um we usually do that 
Uh, Christmas Eve is usually, well, like you said, snack night. Finger foods, checks, eggs, little smoky stuff like that. And then uh, Christmas Day is usually a little bit of a bigger, kind of depending on where we're at. I think in when we were in New Orleans, we had gumbo, jambalaya, um, some boudin, good southern Cajun comfort foods. <laughs> right. San Antonio, we had steak and baked potatoes. So it just kind of depends. This year it was a little bit different. We did Christmas a couple days before Christmas. Uh, just life happened. We weren't able to all be together on Christmas. Um, we had, what do we have? Oh, we had brisket. Uh, brisket, um, potato salad, obviously cookies. Yeah. You can't have Christmas without cookies. That's right. Got to have those cookies. We, we uh, on Christmas Day, I did a, a shrimp boil. You know, so yeah. we had kind of had that Cajun food kind of thing uh, going on with the kids that were around on Christmas Day, um, and <clears throat> it was good. Yeah, you yeah, know, but that's what uh, we did a shrimp boil last year over spring break when we were in Colorado skiing. It was the first one I'd ever been a part of. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, some of them shrimp caught a little bit more kick than the others. It was uh, the uh, corn this year that soaked up all really? the season. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, we were out in my uh, out my shop and. You know it's cold here right now, yeah. and we were all sweating steam coming off of us. Yeah. It, yeah, it was it was good. Hey, we actually had a little bit of a white Christmas this year, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, it was enough to say we had a white Christmas, yeah. but not enough to cause uh, a lot yeah, of uh, problems, exactly. which I'm good with. Yeah. So you know, we, uh, I was up north a little bit, up around Zetmore area, and it was. I came home on Christmas Day, and the reason I left when I did is it was just coming down hard. I got to Dodge, and it was like, oh, these are flurries. This is going to be okay. I got, you know, I live in Mineola. About right. halfway between Dodge and Mineola. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um, but we've gotten some really great Christmas presents as the storm um, leading up to Christmas. And then um, going into the new year, we've I got to make sure I get the right number right. One, two, three, four, five. Six new players since the last time we've started. We've really talked about them. Yep. Um, and I want to make, I want all the fans to know these are in no particular order. This is just kind of how I wrote them down. Um, let's talk about Todd Athey first. Wide receiver, um, has, a, has indoor football experience, has experience playing with one of, uh, one of the two quarterbacks we've signed, right. uh, Caden Walters, when they were in Arizona. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what else to say about the guy other than he has experience. You look at his film, he's, he's a big stout guy can catch the ball, high point the ball, and knows how to get up. <clears throat> yeah, and it, you know you hit it right. He's got the experience. Um, tall kid, looks great on film. Yeah. You know, um, what I like about him, he, you know, he has some experience playing the in-arena ball and with Caden, and yeah. that helps out. You know, that timing factor um, is a key thing when it's that mm-hmm. receiver-quarterback type deal. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that Gary was looking at when he, you know, went out and was reaching yeah. out to him and signed him. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about him. Uh, great kid. Just watching his film is just—it's kind of blowing me away yeah. a little bit. Um, another guy, Jamaris Bowen, D lineman. I—I I, I hate to say it about all the guys that we've signed, but stud. Um, he played at Indiana, um, played some good time at Indiana, had some pretty good stats. And it, if you're playing in the Big Ten, and you're getting stats—if if you get one tackle in the Big Ten, you're a pretty good player. Um, you know, he has multiple tackle years. Yeah. Um, guy that's big, lengthy, has the size, has the speed. Going to be a force. 
Yeah, another deal, you know, uh, I'm like you, I hate to say the same thing over and over, yeah. but he's just, he, he fits that role of uh, that, that defensive tackle we were looking for, you know, defensive line. Uh, you know, again, when you're playing in that kind of a league, yeah, you know, you get one tackle, that's your stuff. Yeah. You get multiple tackles, you're, you're on top of the chart. And, you know, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, we've been concentrating on our, our receivers and, and uh, you know, our quarterback and that kind of stuff. And we now we're kind of focusing in on, um, you know, our interior linemen. And I think he's just going to do a great job for us. Um, you know, I like his his uh, personality. Um, you know, talking to Gary, they've had some long conversations. I think he's going to fit in well with our scheme that we got going here. Uh, <clears throat> and that's what we're, we're looking for is that total package when we bring a player yeah. in. And he fits that. And I think another guy that fits that, um, that we are going to be announcing very quickly, um, we'll actually be announcing this right before this podcast comes out, um, Michael Slater, uh, defensive line um, athlete is what we signed him as. He, I would say he's total package as well. Uh, you look at what he's done on film, and you look at his size, he has the size of a D-line, moves like, Right, yeah. That, um, I was going to say, he's actually a guy that we could probably play at that Mike Backer, or, yeah. you know, on a D-line at the same yeah. time. He's he's just going to be a force to reckon with on, on uh, that side of the ball. Um, I was looking through um, different things, trying to get him, trying to get all of his announcement stuff made, and there was a picture that popped up that of him carrying the ball, and I was like, that, we're signing a D-lineman, not a running back. And I go and look, he, it was on, he had picked up a fumble and ran it back for a touchdown. I mean, most few linemen aren't going to do that unless they're in, it's a strip sack. And he was running through guys to yep. get there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, again, going to be excited about this kid. Yeah. Uh, he's just got some talent that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, now we jump back to the offensive side. We have three other guys that we've signed in addition to Todd Athey on the offensive side. Uh, we signed in a second quarterback, Stephon Brown. Um, I think that he's. He, He's got the size, and what I think I really like about him is that the ball comes out of his hands. Um, he right. sees his reads quick. He dots them quick. Um, a guy that I think that is going to create a lot of good – I think we're going to have great quarterback play out of whatever quarterback ends up playing because they're both going to push each other. And I think that they're two guys that they could honestly split some snaps, and it's going to be – you're not losing something with either one. Yeah, uh, you know, I've had some people go, "Why well, you got two quarterbacks? Well, you know, in this league, you never know when things are going to yeah. happen. That's the first thing. Um, and you've got to have that camaraderie going on with inside your yeah. league, you know, and your squad that, you know, if you just bring in one quarterback, then, you know, he's like, well, he's not pushing himself. So now you, you bring in this other one, you have that uh, dynamic going on of they're pushing mm-hmm. each other. And um, I, I'm excited about it. You know, yeah. I think it's going to be, um, a good year uh, at that position. Like you said, we could be, and they both bring kind of different dynamics mm-hmm. into the game. And, you know, Gary's going to have a, a, an option there with these two, uh, a couple different schemes that he wants to yeah. put in. You know, yeah. that's a, that's a nice, nice thing about it. Yeah. And you never know when something happens. I mean, God forbid you have a quarterback get hurt. Right. If you're looking at your receiver to be quarterback, you might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, got, got a problem. Yeah. Got a problem there. Um, but speaking of receiver, we're going to jump over to Jonah Morris, uh, another lengthy receiver that um, he played some time in the Big Ten playing for Illinois. Um, again, if you're playing in that, if you're playing in that conference, you have quite a bit of talent, um, and he showed it. He's 
good player. Um, probably size probably kept him out of the NFL a little bit. But a guy that I think, looking at him, he, he maybe doesn't have quite the size. He has the speed. He has the strength. He has the skill set. Just unfortunately, well, some scouts are going to be like, well, you are, you're 6'3", not 6'4". Yeah. And, and I was getting ready to say that sometimes it comes down to inches yeah. that keeps uh, some of these guys playing to the next level, you know, in the NFL. Um, again, you know, we talked about in a previous podcast that um, there's just a very few that get to go to the NFL. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your talent level is. Yeah. It's just there's only so many slots. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Here's a kid that has a package and everything else, but I really think it's probably just that, that inch that mm-hmm. really kept him out of yeah. playing at that level. Um, you know, I got to give a shout out to Gary, um, you know, our, our head coach, uh, Thomas. He's done an excellent job of uh, recruiting. He's spent hours uh, watching film and mm-hmm. betting these guys. And, you know, he's got a certain size and a certain, um, in, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, tribute or uh, yeah, attribute. attribute. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Thanks. That he's looking for, and he's doing a great job with yeah. that. You know, yeah. and what we've signed so far, I, I'm impressed with. I think we got what fifteen or sixteen guys yeah. on the roster right now. Something that, like that, yeah. <clears throat> um, they're all players, um, but outside of football, they're they're great human beings, and they're going to yeah. be a great asset to our community. And that's yeah. the thing that exactly. we're looking for. You yeah. know, um, as you guys can have seen on some of the recordings that we've already done, uh, the guys that I've talked to, conversations are easy going, great. Um, actually, in trying to work on a couple of them, trying to get you don't even know about this yet, oh but gosh, here we go trying to. Uh, Maybe get some of them to co-host a, an episode or two with me, um, but it, you know, it's things like that that make that are going to make this deal fun for us this year, right? Um, and so, and then we talk. We move over to a running back, Todd Sibley, um, played it, has Division One um, experience, a really good running back, um, kind of a like Gary had said, kind of a little more of the bowling ball look. A little shorter to the ground, but his speed and his strength and his size still are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I uh, when, when Gary said he was looking at this guy, and I started watching film on him. I'm like, man, he's not very big, you know, not very tall. But when you look at his film, you go, this kid brings it. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he brings it, brings it yeah. hard, and he brings it every down. And um, you know, he's going to be that that back that we need back there. There's going to be a blocking back and, and a running back at yeah. the same time. Um, you know, we got to play both sides of the ball. I think he this kid could play that mic back that we've yeah. been looking forward. And like I said, I at first I was like, "Well, gosh, you know, you look at his size, but when you look at film, the yeah. kids, the kid brings it." And it makes me, it reminds me of, you know, everybody. A lot of people put a lot of um, stake into what happened with NFL Combine. If you remember several years ago, Christian McCaffrey benched nine times. Yeah, one of the lowest that year. And all of the scouts were like, or not scouts, ESPN analysts who are know-it-alls yeah. say, he just doesn't have the strength. He doesn't have this. I hate to say it, film doesn't lie. The guy still can, and now they're you're lie. talking again, yet again, in the MVP. Yeah, yeah. I, and honestly, when you look at him, uh, I think he I think he deserved it. I yeah. mean, here's a guy that when you look at him um, as a person, you go, there's no way he can play running back in the NFL. He's not big enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I said, the analysts had it all wrong. Yeah. And you look at it now, uh, if I was San Francisco, I'd be, and they're doing it, 
put the ball in his hand ninety nine percent of the time. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, again, it goes back to uh, it's the film. You got to mm-hmm. look at it, and um, a lot of people like get caught up on that size thing. And yeah. like to the combine, you know, he only benched nine times. Well, big deal. You know, yeah. was he having a bad day or whatever? But yeah. the, the guy's a baller. So yeah. no, that reminds me of when I was recruiting when I was in college. Um, we had a kid that I tried and tried to get down the school I was at. Couldn't do it. And I was talking to the, the high school coach for this kid. And the coach says, oh, I think he's a D1 talent. And I said, you're right. He is a D1 talent. The problem is he's 5'8", 185 pounds. D1, he's going to get eaten alive at a D1. Yep. And so, um, unfortunately, that does, that size does end up mattering to some people a lot more than others. Um, but I think um, Gary's done a great job putting together a squad of guys that where one guy lacks another guy's picking it up yep they're it's like putting a puzzle together not all the pieces are going to look the same some are going to look a little little different but once you put them all together you're going to have a beautiful picture and i think that that's exactly what we're heading for with this kid. yeah uh i would agree with that you know um gary the more i get to talk to him more i've been around him uh thinks way outside the box yeah but he is always bringing that back into his his game plan. Uh, like you said, it's a it's a puzzle piece thing. He's being very selective on uh, who he's taking. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know that my emails. You know, I'm getting four or five requests a day that hey, look at me. You know, and so we're yeah. we're evaluating those and sending those on to Gary. And um, you know, and he's he's spending the time to do that. But he's putting a team together. I think we're going to be excited about. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a uh, a great show that we're going to put on here in Southwest Kansas. <clears throat> um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And I think that the team that he's putting together is going to be guys from a little bit of different walks of life that they're going to drive out here in Southwest Kansas pretty well. Um, I know from a few that I've talked to that already have been out here, they're very excited about getting back out here. Um, and so it's going to be it, – it's, it's going to be pretty yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, we've got a lot of players that played here at the JUCO that was under Gary that's gone and played in Division One, you know, and they're coming mm-hmm. back out here. And talking to those guys, they're, they're excited about it. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some some people that were complaining about, well, all we're signing is DC three players. I'm like, well, okay, let's stop, <laughs> stop and look at this, people. You yeah. know, this community college, and, and Gary's a lot of that contributed, has sent – what, 16 or 15 guys in the NFL? Yeah. You know what I mean? From yeah. Dodgers I think seven or eight of those were Gary's. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I don't get I don't get hung up on that. No. The, or I guess where I'm going with this is that those guys know what's out here. They they, mm-hmm. they like it out here. Um, you know, a couple of them are like, you know, if we could find jobs, we could stay out here. Yeah. It, you know, we're a smaller market than what's out there in the rest of the NFL. You yeah. know, and um, the guys we are signing are, are – liking that because of that and you know we i think that we're in a pretty interesting position we're in the central part of the u.s so it it makes it a little easier for guy everybody to get out here yeah um and you know if you're looking to guy let's just say i don't i don't think we have anybody that's in this instance but looking to guy from california they might choose to come here over orlando because it's half the distance half the distance closer to home family can travel you know see ball games we look and like Paul Browning said a couple weeks ago on the podcast, he said a big factor for him signing here was he's five and a half hours from home. Yeah. His family can come out here. It's 
and he can have his own vehicle. And it's not like he has to fly everywhere, Uber everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we are sitting in a good spot for yeah. that, I think. You know, the other thing, Logan, I think is where we're sitting right now is our arena. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, I would put this up in the top five or six arenas that we're yeah. playing in, you know, league-wise. Yeah. You know, but, you know, we're playing with big venues like Orlando and Mississippi. I'm not in Mississippi, but Nashville and those kind of places. Yeah. You know, here in Dodge City, Kansas and Southwest Kansas, we've got a great arena. Yeah. I'm, I'm very um, impressed with this. Um, so I actually coached with a couple guys that played in this arena and also coached in this arena. And I said that this is one of the toughest ones to play in because it's small enough that when you have a big crowd, it seems humongous. Right, right. It's big enough that everything bounces off, all the sound bounces off. They said that that back wall over there sucks because as the away team, because all the sound goes from here over to there and bounces straight onto the field. And I said, as the away team, it's impossible to hear what you're trying to communicate. So, right. Um, I know I'm excited about seeing how we really compare against everybody else this year. Um, we got some great, um, great teams on the schedule. It's going to be going to be quite an interesting year for us. Right. Um, you know, speaking of schedule, we've kind of got that locked down now. Um, our first game, I want to call it exhibition game, is going to be April the twentieth. We'll be right here. Yeah. Um, we're working on making that a kid fest uh, kind of friendly type deal. It you know it's going to be Slana's going to Slana sorry Wichita is going to be coming here. Uh, we're going to run it like an NFL uh, training camp. You know where you see the NFL teams, the mm. two teams get together. But we're also going to be where our fans can come down and be part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, run some plays, talk to our players. Um, you know, we're kind of getting that that going um, and, and just kind of getting that set up now. So look forward to more that of that in general. That is a Saturday. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Um, so, you know, like you said, we're going to make this a, a family-friendly event. Um, I know that we have quite a few things in the works trying to make this something that's very engaging with us. Correct. I mean, that's the thing is that, um, you know, the guys have brought the storm back. You know, there's, there's seven local owners here. But their deal is they wanted to make sure that we have uh, friendly atmosphere, family-type things going on here yeah. in Southwest Kansas. And we're trying to do that. I think we're we're going to see a lot more of that. The AFL wanted that too. They wanted to, you know, more of a family uh, oriented type deal uh, with the aspect that we're going to put on good football, yep. you know? Exactly. Yep. Well, with that fans, we are going to be right back with our next segment and you're going to want to hear what we have to talk about. Storm fans, welcome back. Uh, we want to take a moment to kind of talk a little bit about the two local college teams that are, that, um, hey, you just finished their night up last night, their, their season up last night. Um, against UNLV winning their bowl game, uh, the guaranteed great bowl game, 49 to 36. And then K-State is going to be taking on North Carolina State on the 28th in Orlando, Florida in the first ever Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, we were talking a little bit beforehand um, about the KU game last night. Um, we both watched a little bit. Uh, say it was a little rough. A little rough. I, I would say that... Uh... It's an understatement, you know. Um, I, I will tell you that the you know quarterback from KU and I can't think of the receiver right now that um, he, he had three touchdowns or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and there were long ones, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're long balls. Uh, some of those catches were phenomenal. Um, you know, when you look at 
uh, the penalties they had that really hurt them. I think the score would have been a heck of a lot higher than it was yeah. if, if you know, KU didn't play the best um, ball that I've seen him play. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you got to look at that program. What's happened over the last couple of years? Yeah. That thing has made 180 yeah. returns. Lance, and, and Lance Leopold has done a great job there. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. Watching it, um, up they were up 28-10 at the end of the first half. And they let UNLV get back into it 24-28. Real quick. Yeah, and they had all, less than six minutes into the third quarter. Quick. And I was like, I'll be honest, I was I was on the phone with somebody when I was watching the game. I go, hey, he's going to end up losing this one. Exactly what I told my son last night. We were watching the ball game. I'm like, you know, okay, he's looking good. And then, like, third quarter started. And I'm like, uh, they're going to let this go away. Yeah. You know. And, um, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I think that the talent that Lance Leopold brought in showed. They were they were able to face a little bit of advert a lot of adversity last yeah. night, um, and then I think that one of the things that helped him out was Jalen. He he did a good job of moving the pocket right. and extending some plays. It ended up hurting him a few times, but a couple times they were able to make something out of nothing. Uh, able to do that. Yeah. Again, you look at a, a program that you know over the last what eight ten years has just really been in the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And he he's come in. Um, his recruiting style is, is out of the, out of this world. You know, uh, I think, you know, they're doing a renovation on the, uh, the stadium this yep. next year. You know, um, I think it's well worth the money they're going to spend on yep. that. You know, you look at it as a whole for the state of Kansas, um, football's big for us. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're a K-State fan or you're a KU fan, you know, but what KU is getting ready to do, that stadium is going to uh, be good economically wise yep. for the whole state of Kansas. Yep. Um, so, Great program that's uh, on its way up. Yep. Well, a lot of people don't understand is even if you're a K State fan, um, KU winning a bowl game helps K State out. Exactly um, right. Every time that a Big Twelve team wins a bowl game, it sends more money to Big Twelve, which means each one of the schools get a little bit better. Um, if they're able to use uh, now, they're obviously it's all their tag. They have to use it in a certain way, right? But it's still more money that they can now freeze up some of the taxpayer money to do correct other things with it um but on that note k-state um is going to be playing north carolina state in the pop tart bowl um which is just <laughs> weird i've part talk bowl i, I, what I like, think wow what i think is the funniest thing to do with this is that the mascot's actually supposed to be edible i don't <laughs> want to see that i don't want <laughs> the um the winning team is going to get to take a bite out of that well so this ought to be interesting yeah um I'm looking forward to that game. Um, I think whoever ends up winning that game is going to be well-deserving of it. Um, I think uh, trying to stay as unbiased as possible, I think K-State does have a little bit more talent in that game. Um, but what I think is hurt they're not playing the same game. But next or anywhere close to it. Yeah, I was getting ready to see, you and I were just talking, you know, the porthole um, thing is just really messed up. Yeah. Um, every team, yeah. you know, <clears throat> is playing right now. Um, but I kind of like that what it's what it's there for. But it, when it comes down to this, it kind of hurts, you know. Yeah. And again, K State's not playing with the same team that they finished with. Uh, you know, their their fresh true freshman quarterback. I think he's the guy for the future. Yeah. Is he ready now? I hope so. But we'll, we'll know tomorrow, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing when you're playing in a conference game where the lights are pretty bright. Um, you know, he had four touchdowns against Texas Tech. Like you said, true freshman out of Mays, Kansas. He's done some really good things this year as a freshman um, in the times that he's been in there. 
he has never had the chance to feel what it's like to be a starter. Right. Yep. And uh, tomorrow, that's well, by the time this gets out tomorrow, or maybe that's today. No, today when it when this podcast comes out today yeah. uh, at four forty five or whatever it is, we will see. Um, they are two and a half point favorites. Um, we are not a betting podcast. We're not going to tell you how to bet on that. No. Uh, you know what I mean? It'll help you out. Uh, I'll lose your money for yeah. you real quick. Which, anyways, we can't help out with anyways. Right. Yeah. But, actually, I was, a couple weeks ago, I was looking at a game, and I was like, I said, I think this, I think that team will win, but I don't think they're going to win three. I'm going on. Wayne, I can't do this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kind of got taken out of that yeah, here lately. So, so. Um, what I've done, I've just cleared all my money out. It's all in my account now. I'm not checking it out. So, um, um, while we're talking college football, that's still going on. Uh, next week on New Year's Day, have Michigan and Alabama, the one against the four seed, and then uh, Washington versus the University of Texas, two and three seeds. Um, let's talk the Michigan Alabama game. Uh, how do you see that one playing out? You know, I'm kind of torn on this one. Um, I, I think Alabama is going to pull it off. I really do. Just, I think there's so much turmoil going on right now with Michigan and mm. you know the coaching staff and and the allegations. That, you know, I think it was last week I read there's another allegation yeah. being brought up. Um, you, you know, uh, Nick Saban at Alabama is yeah. pretty tough to beat on a on well, a while we're on this one. Did they deserve the nod over Florida State? Uh, I don't know. Again, <laughs> I'd hate to be on that committee sitting in that room trying to figure out what your four top teams you're taking yeah. in the playoffs. Um, you know, I had a conversation a couple weeks ago about this, and just one minute I'm like yes, and one minute I'm no. You know, so again, I don't. I'm glad I don't sit on that committee. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um. I'm with you. Um, I think that I don't know. I don't know. I would have liked to seen Florida State get in there. It's hard to go 13 and 0, especially in a Power Five conference. Right? Is their quarterback out? Does that affect them? Yeah, but they were still able to win. Yeah. And again, I I look at it as you go 13 and 0. You know, um, you're in a powerhouse, and you know. Uh, I should be in 13 0. You deserve to be yeah. in a chance in that yeah. championship, you know? Yeah, I, I think I heard it broke down the best. Is did Florida State deserve it? Yes. Are they better than Alabama right now? Probably not. No. Um, now, I guess when they play Georgia, whatever bowl they are, bowl, whatever it is that they're playing, um, we'll find out. We'll find out real quick. Yeah. We, you know? um, I think. I would like to see Michigan win that game uh, just to prove some of the doubters wrong that they can still. Um, and I think that, um, I don't know, you and I have both coached. If you're still in signs, it's not really going to be a big effect to you because you still have to figure out. Exactly right. Um, you, you, when you look at it from a coaching standpoint, you spend hours breaking film down. You know, so you already know what the plays are. Yeah. You know, You teach that to your players. But at the end of the day, the players have got to play the plays. Yeah. They've got to play. Um, you can put your kids in all kinds of situations and say, hey, it's third down. This is what they're going to do. You know, I'm talking from the defensive yeah. side because that's where I'm at. I can't make the tackle. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I, I 
it's it's going to be down to who wants to play better um, in that. You know, I, I just think the distractions that Michigan's got right now is not helping them. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, I do, I do think that Alabama's probably going to pull that out. I just, it's hard for me to bet against the Nick Saban team, and it's hard to me, hard for me to bet against the Alabama team that has the tradition that they have as of recent. Right. Um, we look at the other one. Uh, Washington undefeated team going to be taking on the Big Twelve champion of Texas, a one-loss team. Where do you see that one? How do you see that one playing out? Okay, uh, I'm a Texas fan. Yep, I know that through and through. Um, so I, I think Texas ought to ought to pull this out now. No discredit to Washington by no means, you know yeah. what I mean. But I'm going for Texas. Um, I know we we've kind of talked about it. Um, I really. I think we're in two different boats. I, I look at it, I think Washington pulls it out. I don't know that Washington pulls it out by a lot. Um, I think that we have, the, the way I see the two games going, I think that the Michigan-Alabama game is either going to be really close or it's going to be a blowout. I don't see it being a 10-17 point game. I see it either being 7 or less right. or potentially 21. Um, Washington-Texas, I see it being maybe 10 to 14, one way or the other, maybe. Um, but if it's a lot closer than that, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, Big 12-wise, I would like to see Texas win. I just don't know that they can do it against Washington. <clears throat> I was raised in Texas, so I'm Texas. Yeah. I'm going to stick with them. But, <laughs> you know, again, it comes back to um, either Big 12. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to help everybody in the Big 12 if they, they go on and win this round and they go on and play for the national championship. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that, you know, I tell people I um, – being from Texas, I'm not an OU fan. Yeah, except when they play both <laughs> bowl games. Yeah, uh, you know because it does help us all the way around here in in, in our state when we're yeah. Big Twelve wins. You know, yeah. I am kind of disappointed to see Oklahoma and Texas go from the Big Twelve. Yeah, um, I'm struggling with that one personally. Uh, you know, I, I think they're making a bad choice, but it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, as we wrap this. Set, or not the segment, as we wrap this episode up, um, I do want to give a big shout out to um, to a couple of people that are within our organization. Um, I want to start off with saying a huge thank you to Gary. Uh, he's done a lot of work getting a good coaching staff put together. Yep. Um, from the time he was hired, he started working on coaches. Um, the amount of they together, they have well over 100 years. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, they and not just and I think what's great about that is he has a nice mix of guys that are a little younger and guys that have that are a little more seasoned. Uh, they have seen run heavy, yep. to pass heavy, to RPO. Um, they're gonna know how to call both, call it and defend it. Exactly right. Um, and so I want to give a huge shout out to him. He's done a great job, and and also getting this. Uh, this uh, roster put, yeah. put together. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> um, but he's done a great job. Um, and another person that I want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to, um, she makes all of our lives way easier, um, is Lacey Hines. She does all of the background work. Uh, that lady is really the one that's in charge yeah. of this team. Yeah. I mean, and probably the most organized. She's made my job a lot easier. And, uh, you know, you, you call up and say, hey, Lacey, I'm thinking about this. And the next thing you know, it's in my inbox and it's yeah. done, you know. And um, 
if it wasn't for the her behind the scenes doing what she's doing, we wouldn't be where we're at. So no, she, that's I mean that's definitely for sure. You know, um, he, she she'll text me, "Hey, I need this from you." I didn't even want the idea that I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, no, she's made my job a lot easier. Um, and I can send her, "Hey, what can we do on this?" And 10, 15 minutes. I've got it figured out. Right. I, I don't know if she ever sleeps because I'm getting emails from her at all times, yeah. you know. Um, There's been mornings I woke up at 6.30. This wasn't on my phone. It's 9 o'clock. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, she, she's a backbone of this whole organization yeah. and uh, does a great job and makes, as a GM, makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. And like you said, making yours a lot easier. So, yeah. you know, exactly. shout out to Lacey. And, you know, um, we're, we're going to. We're gonna put her in the spotlight at one of the games. She just didn't oh, yeah. know yet. You know what I mean? So, so hopefully she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, but with that, we want to give another huge shout out to the United Wireless Arena um, for letting us be here today. Yeah, um, and then being a great host to us uh, last season. Going to be a great host again this season. Again, you heard at the beginning of this podcast, they have a lot of stuff going on. It's a great venue to come out and see. Um, it's a great place to host uh, parties. Wedding, um, yeah. You, you need a place to go. Come out here and talk to them because they'll yeah. they'll take care of you. Um, I will tell you right now, as you and I are sitting here, I'm freezing my rear end off because the ice is down. <laughs> it is freaking cold here. But um, talking to Sandy, uh, this ice out here, um, they have a time lapse video. You had I I didn't realize it, but that stuff out there is actually painted on. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah. I did not know that. I just thought it was a sticker. They put the ice over. She was showing me the time lapse. So they do a lot of work out here to get this this ice down, um, but it's a great venue. And I, again, I think we're looking at one of the best ones that we got in our league. Yeah, I agree. Um, but with that, um, again, if you have any, any inkling to want to come out to one of the events down here, just give them a call, stop by, go to United Wireless's web, arena's website, I don't know, off the top of my head. Yep. Um, and then um, with that, we hope that you have a great and safe, uh, happy uh, New Year. Yep. Uh, yep. Responsible. Yes, please. Um, Uber's a lot cheaper than DUI. Or <laughs> taxi's a lot cheaper than DUI. A lot cheaper. Uh, but we hope that you guys have a happy, safe New Year. And we will see you guys in 2024.